1: and welcome back to the show. I am so glad you're here. We are on a roll now. I had my first guest Felicia Bender last week. She helped us understand ourselves better with numerology. And today is a special treat. We have Ophi from the Astro Twins coming on the show to help you understand your 2022 horoscope better. So this is so exciting. In fact, the conversation that we had was honestly dynamic. She told me stories that I never heard before. I've known Ofi for a couple of years now. I've partnered with her on a couple of feng shui projects. We call it feng shui plus astrology. We've made this little hybrid of how we can help people understand the family dynamics better. And then of course, create family dynamics that feel better and you know, are more harmonious. So she's been an incredible mentor to me through her astropreneur program. And ultimately, I'm just really, really excited to introduce her to you today. And before we get started, I just want to point out that the date that this is going to be aired is on 2-22-2022, which, hello, that is a magical number. Of course, my brain thinks in numbers. And when you add the digits two twenty two 22 together, you get a six energy. And in feng shui, the six represents the helpful people and travel area of your home. And I just feel like it's a funny way how the universe works, because I truly consider Ofi a helpful person in my life. She has helped me to read my personal chart so I could understand some of my strengths. And she's also helped me by letting me kind of go under her wing. We've co-created a couple of courses such as Feng Shui for Families, and she let me create a actually not let me, but invited me to create a course called Feng Shui for Educators, where I help teachers learn how they can adjust their classroom to support the energy of their students and of course, ourselves. And to have someone like Ofi who believes in me and already has such an established career as an astrologer, as an entrepreneur, as an, as an author, and an editor. She's just an incredible, incredible mentor to me and a helpful person to me. So of course I am just beaming when the universe winks at me and says, yep, this episode was meant to come out today. It was meant for you to hear this episode today. So I'm just thrilled. And again, so grateful to be bringing you this. I have been doing a little incentive. If you leave a review on. Apple podcasts for this show. I am giving away AirPods or a Sony Bluetooth portable speaker, your choice. And the first drawing is today, and it will actually be after this episode. So don't worry, I will post it. I will share it on social media and I'll share it in my newsletter. If you don't get my newsletter, get on there. Just go to Christinahollinger.com and you can um click get your free Feng Shui 101 guide and you'll get all of my emails. Don't worry, I don't bombard you, but I do send you something really nice every week on Sunday morning. I try to just help help give you some nuggets of wisdom, inspiration, and feel good news. Always, always. So anyway, I'm announcing the winner for that today. And please, if you're listening now and you would like to be a winner, leave a review today because I'm doing another drawing at the end of March on March 27th, I'll be calling another winner for Apple AirPods or Sony Bluetooth portable speaker, your choice. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Ophi from the Astro Twins. And yes, she is a twin. So, I'm only talking to Ophi today, but I want to read a little bio of her and her sisters so that you could have a little background knowledge and then you'll get to meet her during this interview. Identical twin sisters, Ophira and Tally Adut, known as the Astro Twins, are professional astrologers who reach millions worldwide through their website, Astrostyle and as the official astrologers of Elle Magazine, they bring the stars down to earth with their lifestyle and coaching-based approach to horoscopes. They've created astrology sections for multiple media properties, including Refinery29, Parade, Mind Body Green and Lifetime TV. Best selling authors, they've written a collection of books, including Love Zodiac and Momstrology, their number one Amazon best selling parenting guide, which, by the way, Momstrology is the first book of theirs that I ever read. It was a gift from Andy when Abby turned one. She's now seven. So that kind of shows you how long I've been personally following them. So good. The Astro Twins have been featured by Good Morning America, The Today Show, The New York Times Sunday Style section, People Magazine, and Vogue. They have collaborated with major brands, including Coach, Nordstrom, and co created the wildly successful Signs of Love campaign with Revlon and Refinery 29. The sisters have read charts for celebrities, including Beyonce, which we get into a little bit on the show. Stevie Wonder, Emma Roberts, and Sting. They are regular guests on Sirius XM and have appeared on Bravo's The Real Housewives of New Jersey doing on-air readings for the cast. Woo! That is quite the resume. I loved reading it. Super excited to bring to you today Opie from the Astro Twins. Join me as I welcome her. Enjoy this episode. All right. Hey, Ophi. Thanks for being here today. How are you? Hello. Always good to be with you. I know. I am so excited because here we are in February of 2022, and we're going to be talking about what we can expect this year, the year of the water tiger. And it's not too late because we literally just had the Lunar New Year Two weeks ago. So the energy is still fresh and it's still ripe. So I'm super excited. Ofi's going to talk to us today about what to expect in 2022 from an astrological standpoint. And then she's also going to go into all of the different signs air, fire, water, and earth and let you know how 2022 is going to really influence and impact you. Um, But first, I would love if you could just introduce yourself and let us know how did you get to where you are today, which is just an incredible astrologer and a leader in, in the field, really. Thank you so
2: much. Well, the same way that you're getting where you're going, if you're passionate about something, you find time to work on it. So You know, I did not intend to be an astrologer at all. I went to the University of Michigan. I went to art school. I had a magazine. I was in magazine publishing. But astrology was this, I was, you know, I'm I'm an identical twin. So I guess I've always been without realizing it since the womb in relationship with another person, reading another person. Um, And so I was always fascinated about what makes people tick. It might also be that because twins are always asked, well, how are you and your sister different? And I'd have to figure that out. So when um, I found astrology uh, in a real way, I mean, I would read it in the newspaper and everything, but uh, in college, my boyfriend did my chart, my birth chart, which is a map of where all the planets were at your time of birth based on uh, the time, date, and place of where you were born. And it was it just was like reading me like a like a like a book, like a large print book. And I was like, I don't know, how does that thing know that much about me? This is not right. Does this really work? Is this a fluke? <laughs> so I got a little piece of software, started doing friends charts to test the hypothesis, and I was like, damn, this is um weirdly accurate. So, you know, it was just something that I did as a hobby, but and my twin and I were both good at it. it, just kind of became this
1: rabbit hole that got deeper, that had no bottom. I thought of you the other day, Ofi, because just recently Eminem was on the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Oh,
2: exactly.
1: And I thought of you because you grew up in Detroit, right? And I think I'm I the remember. same age as
2: him. Used <laughs> to go to the same club as Eminem, yeah, so-
1: did you see him perform a lot? Then was he performing at the? He club? wasn't even
2: at the performance stage yet. He was, um, he was kind of like just putting his mixtape or demo out or whatever. This was like 1990, We were like twenty years old. So, but there was a, a guy who was like, "You got to hear this kid. His name is Eminem. He's sick." I was like, "Eminem? What? Melts in your mouth, not in your hand." You know. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: Were you so, absolutely loving the halftime show then this year or what? Uh,
2: I love Mary J Blige so. Oh. <laughs>
1: it was
2: so it was so good.
1: Okay, sorry yeah. but I digress. So yeah. Yeah, so you you know, so speaking of that, that was 20 years ago, you go to college, you become an astrologer, you've been doing this now for 20 years. And I was telling Ofi before the recording that I'm like, I remember reading somewhere that she read Beyonce's charts, and she's read the chart of different celebrities. And I'm wondering, I asked her before we got on this interview, if that was even true. Like, did she actually read the famous people's charts? Because I know you you and your sister also wrote for People Magazine, and you would actually read famous people's charts, like maybe not in front of them. So tell me a little bit about this, because then you confirm that, yes, you did read the Queen's chart. So
2: Yes, I did. So in 2003, there were not as many astrologers out there known, because the internet wasn't really remotely what it is today, although it did exist. But um, I got invited, we had just we just launched um, a little bit of a clothing, a small clothing brand and a book, our first book Astro Style, which is like out of print now, but um we were approached by someone who was putting together that those backstage swag rooms for celebrities for the Billboard Music Awards show and she was like we we think you guys would be great to like have a table and read charts for the celebrities I was like oh my god oh my god hyperventilating and she was like okay great well it's ten thousand dollars a day or something like that I was like um wow all right I'm 29 or something and uh so I was like, well, I'm so sorry. It doesn't look like we can do that. I really don't have the money like that. And she was like, well, you know what? We can do a trade. You can do charts for our staff in exchange. Because I think this would be really nice for the stars. So that was like one of those manifested miracle moments so I scraped up the cash to go to Vegas and we're sitting in this back room and you know Beyonce and Stevie Wonder and Gwen Stefani Paris Hilton Jessica Simpson this was 2003 were all coming through and they'd stop from table to table and we had our little stack of books and our printer I was so naive I didn't even take a freaking picture with her it was like oh, everyone's taking pictures with the book. So we'd have celebrities take pictures with the book, but not with us. Although my makeup was really bad that night. So I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> but Beyonce came and she, you know, she was she hadn't even gone solo yet or, you know. Uh, yeah, she's and
1: Destiny's child.
2: Yeah. And I... She she has a Scorpio moon, like me, which means we love in-depth uh, conversations, so she didn't even want to leave. She was like, tell me more, tell me more. And I saw that she had Saturn coming into her 11th house of groups, and Saturn is like a maturity, so I told her she might be going solo. She was like, hmm, interesting. And we did uh, we did a chart for her and Jay-Z. They were secretly dating at the time, but she was so nice. I mean you
1: like literally gave me chills though when you said that. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. wild. Because it's true. I feel like, you know, the chart doesn't lie. You can literally no. predict these types of things, just looking at somebody's chart. It's wild. And like, Ophi, yep. I'll be talking to you and I'll mention someone to you and you'll say, oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm a big Gabby Bernstein fan. So, you know, you're like, oh yeah, you guys both have an Aries moon or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, look at people and you know, people's charts, like I, I you know you knew Louise Hay and I had the same birthday. like it's just I don't know. you yeah. must like have this like mem I don't know if it's a photographic memory or some type of a chart memory where it's like you read someone's chart and you just it's with you. It's like a part of you when you look at somebody you know a lot. It's so incredible.
2: <laughs> I'm convinced I have some kind of alien DNA. It's just my brain is like I call myself a spectraquarian because I'm like. <laughs> i'm like my brain is a computer for astrology charts and i don't know why it's just like i'll run into someone i haven't seen in 20 years and be like i don't even know how i know you i don't know what your name is but you're a scorpio
1: i yeah. absolutely love that i just think it's there's so much value and like for the listeners i just have to share like ofi and i met because she was essentially my mentor and she helped me plan my business by the planets and at the time ofi you were the first astrologer to ever read my chart and I'm not kidding you. I didn't know that I had, like, I've always been really into astrology and I'm a Libra. So I'm always reading, uh, you know, my horoscope and I subscribe to your weekly newsletters and I look forward to reading about what's in it for Libras for the week and yet, when you read my chart, I learned all sorts of things about that you have all the different planets are in different houses. And it's truly incredible because, you know, if you're listening and you're a Libra, we might have a lot of similarities, but there's probably so many things that make us so unique um, just because of all the different locations of our planets and things like that, which is kind of why yeah. I wanted, to, you know, sort of get into if that's okay, if we could kind of get into like. What can we expect in 2022 when we think about just like where all the planets are aligned and like, because the way you'll probably explain this much better, but the way all of the major planets are aligned are going to influence us as a collective. And I'm just really.
2: Perfectly said. Yeah. To your point, it's true that everyone has a unique chart and only someone born at the exact same minute and location and date as you to the year will have the same chart as you. Even my twin and I, who are four minutes apart, have a couple of differences in our charts. So human beings are unique. We come with instructions, but yet there are global themes and archetypes that fit all Libras or, you know, so it's like there's the general and then there's the ultra specific of your charts. So for 2022, you know, we're all influenced, like you said, by the planets and their motions, and the planets that are called the outer planets from Jupiter to Pluto. Uh, yes, we still think of Pluto as a planet in astrology. Um, so they are influencing larger long term trends for the year or more, some 7, 12, 20 years. So every year, we look at the where each of these outer planets is going to be and how they are in relation to each other. You want to think of it, if the world was a movie set, those planets would be the actors, the veteran actors, you know, we'd have an Al Pacino, a Helen Mirren, you know, one of them would be Saturn, one would be Pluto. And, uh, And then you think about how they're positioned to each other. So that would be like how the scene plays out. Is it a romantic scene? Is it a crime scene? Is it a drama? And that's kind of how we tell the story of the sky every year. It's the movie we're all going to be in, whether we want to or not. So in 2022, we're calling it the year of the new abnormal because we have Jupiter and Neptune uh, together in Pisces for the first time since uh, the 1850s when the spiritualist movement started so one of the things about astrology that people don't know they think of astrology as telling the future but actually tells the story of the past in hindsight too when you have what are called synodic cycles which means two planets meet up you know uh, every so often, every couple years, every 150 years, every 200 years, whatever it may be. Um, So that is uh, a trend. So that, that creates, for example, you know, in early 2020, when uh, the pandemic started, there was the same convergence of two planets that happened during major plagues throughout history. So, you know, when you look back, you're like, this is wild.
1: <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. That's something that you do really well is you look at the planets, how they're aligned. And then you go back in time to see how, when those planets were aligned a specific way, how that influenced us. And I think I remember you saying something that Pluto is going to be in a posi- position position such that it's going to be similar to when we signed the Declaration of Independence. Is that right? Yeah, that's
2: um, the Pluto return of the USA. It's actually on February 20th, a couple days from now. Um, And that was, yeah, when the declaration, that was the first American revolution. Now here we are with, you know, Ukraine and all kinds of stuff uh, happening. So we're calling it the American Revolution 2.0. So Pluto is the planet of transfer deep intense transformation it's coming back to the same sign and placement it was in last over 250 years ago when the declaration of independence was signed so um I know, like you know
1: you kind of a, a big deal right but like when you say that i'm like oh my gosh is there going to be a revolution is there going to be some major changes well, there already
2: is you know right
1: and well, the thing is, your approach is not to be fear-based like ever. So that's what I really enjoyed because I've also, since working with you, I've seen some other like different astrologers that, and, and like, sometimes they're kind of fear-based and that's kind A of-
2: lot of the times, and I don't think that's helpful. There's sometimes astrology gets very competitive. It feels like a game of Dungeon and Dragons, the world of astrology, like the race to have the prediction that's- shocks the world and it's like that's cool but so there's a whole weird kind of competitive thing sometimes that happens with any like you know anyone who's in sort of an oracle prophecy kind of role and it's just um i like to prepare people for what could be it's like it's not like the american revolution just happened one day i mean it's building over decades, the whole thing. So we're in the midst of another revolution. The last eight years of, you know, everything has been that. Um, so, but, but it does reach a sort of a critical mass point, sometimes a breaking point when things do happen or an event, you know, may occur that resolves it or takes us to the next chapter of something so but we have um we have Jupiter and Neptune which are uh spiritual and artistic and compassionate planets coming together in Pisces which rules the arts and spirituality in April so that's like a huge thing they haven't been together in Pisces since the spiritualist movement was created in the 1800s so and we're and we're seeing this rising spirituality so what's also funny in astrology is that overlapping themes like there's this revolution thing and then there's this peace love and harmony thing happening with other planets so that's a year in the life you know
1: i know that's the duality of it I want to mention, like, so you call this, this is the new abnormal this year, and Mm -hmm. you also mentioned that Jupiter and Neptune are in Pisces, which is that water energy, Mm -hmm. and we're also in the year of the water tiger, if you want to bring it back, which, you know, and I do have a... I have a Scorpio moon. So I have a little water energy in me. And as far as no Scorpio South node. So I feel like I I have a
2: Scorpio moon
1: moon. moon, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that's like, and that's, you know, Scorpios, that's a water sign, right? It is. It is. Okay. Just making sure. So I'm just thinking like when I think about getting in touch with that side of me, that Scorpio side of me, it is quite mystical and spiritual. And I, to me, that's like exciting because I think I hear more and more people talking about crystals and what kind of crystal they're going to carry around for the day. And we can more openly talk about, I've talked to CEOs who have like a meditation room with angel cards. Like we're starting in a new direction, even on a grander scale, which is pretty cool and you even said, I'm sorry to take your thunder, but when I listened to another interview, you talked about how <laughs> during this time frame, um, Abraham Lincoln, used his wife used to have seances in the White House. And then it's yes. like, right? Didn't you mention like that was during yeah. when Jupiter? Was that when Jupiter and Neptune were in Pisces? was
2: that same general time frame yeah she would have seances supposedly his ghost legendarily haunts the White House so yeah I
1: didn't know that that's I love that idea
2: He was an Aquarius such a trickster so
1: (laughs) I love it and Ofi speaking of presidents we were taught well we were talking about weren't there some presidents that were certified in astrology
2: um, I'm not sure about that, but um Nancy Reagan was uh an used an astrologer. So Ooh, I love that famously, yep. hmm I think what you were thinking of was that a lot of the founding fathers were Freemasons and you know likely worked with all kinds of esoteric things, including the stars. Benjamin Franklin was had his almanac. Everybody had almanacs, and they told the, the positions of the planets and stars, and they were very popular. There's popular as women's magazines in the 90s, you know, so.
0: Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy With Sound,
1: This is like it's like nothing new, but I think it's new in my opinion that astrology is becoming more and more of an available, accessible tool that we can use to help guide our decisions and make 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 informed decisions about timing of our life, of everything.
2: Well, you, to speak to what you were saying about being in our astropreneurs program and the mentorship, you know, I'm a very practical person. So I did not like, I would not have picked up astrology if it didn't have practical usage, but the reputation of it is that it's like, witchy woo-woo fluff and don't get me wrong you can go there with it and more power to you if that's what you like to do but for me i I treat astrology as a like a tool not a rule so it doesn't rule my life but it's a great gps why the hell wouldn't i use it humanity's survived for eons by following the stars and the cycles of the moon and nature and seasons so you know, why can't we apply that to our modern lives? So it's been an interesting kind of pivot because I've, I, I started as a hobby, astrology, it became a job and then became a career, then became a platform. And I mean, this has all happened over the span of 25 years. But before I knew it, I had this astrology publishing business and courses and public speaking and all these things. So, you know, kind of like, am I in a an entrepreneur who happens to be an astrologer or an astrologer who happens to be an entrepreneur. And I'd like to think it's the first of those. It's like, cause I use other, th- I, I love feng shui. I love what I've learned from you about it and anything that's a tool that can give me a shortcut and make sense to me, whether it's falls in the books of science that somehow have been stamped as whatever legitimate, I don't care if it it rings true. It does. You know?
1: I have a lot of things I just want to share right now. I'm like, okay, first things first, I want to share that the reason why I even know of you in the first place, the first time I really met you was when my husband surprised me, with your book, Momstrology. I had just had Abby. She's going to be eight in April and he knew I liked horoscopes. And so I picked up Momstrology and it's so cool because it goes through what you are like as a parent based on your sun sign and then how you interact with your children based on their sun <laughs> signs. And then I had a son who's now four. So I actually looked at what his what his qualities are Um, in mine as well. So it's been a huge guide for me. And, you know, then I met you because of being in your astropreneur mentorship program, which that's, that's a whole other thing, which I kind of want to talk about, but Here's what I wanted to ask you, because I feel like I kind of breezed over it. We kind of said, oh, you went to University of Michigan and you became an astrologer and you read Beyonce's chart. But I forgot to (laughs) ask, I forgot to say, like, you used to write for People magazine. And is that like before you started writing your own books or or was it like at the same time?
2: Yeah, it all just happened one step at a time. You follow the thread. You know, I was working, actually I had a magazine in college. It was a multicultural women's kind of feminist magazine. Somehow it got into the hands of Gloria Steinem, who was bought from a a friend, gave it to her. And then she became something of a mentor from afar. And she organized a group of female entrepreneurs to buy back Ms. from the Pu- the mainstream publisher and hired me to be an editor there so but I, you know it was it wasn't that fun of a job always cuz she wasn't around the office it was it was work you know <laughs> it's like heavy subjects so i'd always like you know take a break from the the Perils of womankind and go and talk about astrology with one of the copy editors and one day i gave her some relationship advice she was going to break up with her boyfriend she used the advice they're still married as far as i know you know 20 some years later and she ended up getting a, a floating over to teen people magazine heard caught when they needed an astrologer and was like you and your sister should try out for this job and we did got it. It was, you know, lucky breaks, but also like, you know, it it really came from just like shamelessly talking about what I was passionate about, not caring enough about what people thought of me to hold back when I thought it could help them. I'm sure you do that with feng shui all the time. Like, can you help yourself if you see that someone has like something harmful in a part of
1: their house? Like you would tell them, right? Right. And well, I mean, once I went on HGTV and did a feng shui space clearing, which in some aspects people right. could consider that pretty woo, I couldn't hide anymore when I went into work at the public school district, you know, like some people started asking me about it, and I think it was a blessing in a sense, because it was like, okay, like it was kind of the universe's way of saying like, okay, you can be both. You can be, you know, a school administrator or a teacher and work in public education. And there are people who actually want to hear more about this other
0: People
1: yeah, know about this. So it, it was definitely a blessing, but I just think like, it, I'm sure, I think a lot of people who are listening to like so many people are pivoting in their careers where they just feel like they've got their day job. They've got their daily grind that they have to do. You got to pay your bills, mm-hmm. but then there's always this little nudge. There's this little calling inside of you that maybe you have a spiritual practice or some kind of like, I consider myself as a feng shui practitioner, a spiritual entrepreneur. And yeah. it's like, you know, you, you don't just quit your day job that's like putting food on the table and just jump right into something that you have like, you know, it takes years of just sort of following the breadcrumbs. And like you said- exactly. Following your passion and speaking, like, at what point did you, so you moved to New York city and you're still out in New York. So was that like kind of when you were writing for the magazine that you. Yeah, I
0: moved
2: started? for the Ms. Magazine job. I actually had a U-Haul rented to San Francisco because I was a big computer nerd and I still am. So I was like, oh, i will get a bit job in the dot-com industry. They're giving them out like candy on Halloween. But uh, then I got this Ms. job. I was like, I guess I'm going to New York, which was good because my sister was already there a year ahead of me. So, and now she's on the West coast and I'm on the East coast, but Hey, that's how life goes. Um, But yeah. So I came out there and just, you know, when you're in the right place, the right time, or you you're where you're supposed to be and you're, you know, you attract opportunities. You just, you put it, you make yourself available to the universe every day, not to get woo. But I really admire that about you, Christina, like that you are, Uh, an educator because I know you're passionate about that and that's why you know I know you won't tell people but I'll brag on your behalf like we asked Christina to do a course with us on feng shui for families and educators because I was so fascinated by listening to you talk about how feng shui really helped Family dynamics and homes, and in the classroom, I'm the mom of an 11 year old. You know, we have mom astrology, so I just thought, wow, you know, you could put round tables or shapes or things in the right bagua and completely alter the environment that a child can learn in. It's just, it's like that's how I like to use astrology too. Like you don't have to, you don't always have to advertise that you're doing feng shui or astrology. You just use the knowledge to set the table, set the stage for energy and ease to flow. So, whatever modality you use, and wherever you use it, whether it's in a day job or in a practice, it's like, I think that's what it's all about.
1: Right. And I do believe that everything comes to you in perfect timing because. I just had Felicia Bender, who um, you know you have worked with I'm her before. She's yeah. a numerologist, and. That is like a modality that I feel like gives me a lot of clarity and it puts me at ease because I'm like, oh, this really makes sense now. Why X, Y, and Z is happening in my life.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, when you're ready, you can learn more about your astrology and you can look at all where your planets are. Like your Venus represents how you are in your love life, essentially. And, you know, there's Mm -hmm. all different kinds of ways that like your chart tells a story. And when you are ready it will become available to you. So I feel like as people are listening, it's just like, you know, maybe they're ready, Ophi. They're ready to go deeper, their astrology. So if you don't mind, because I know we wanted to get into the different signs and how everyone- well, let's
2: be give to- everybody something about themselves because that's I- what I love about astrology. It's licensed to be all about you. Because, yeah. you know, the more you understand yourself, the better of a human you can be with everyone else. So there's no, there's nothing selfish about it. Selfishness for a good cause. <laughs>
1: right and i mean literally i went down a rabbit hole today because at the time of this recording it's the leo full moon and you sent a newsletter out today and then (laughs) at some point you said you could click here to learn your compatibility with with other signs so you have a compatibility calculator maybe i should put it in the show notes because i think people are always really into that and so that was like i said total rabbit hole today because there's so much that you can look at with astrology but um yeah people
2: are such mysteries we are the own our biggest mysteries to ourselves other people you know it's like the human condition is so wild we have to share the planet with billions of other people who are confounding as can be so astrology is like at least we can unscramble some of it right so
1: (laughs) I mean that anything's going to be perfect nothing is but when I feel like the more you can understand why people act the way they do in certain situations. I mean, there's definitely, uh, there's just some things that we see differently in the world. And it's sometimes just because that's how we're wired based on our astrology, in my opinion, or. our new Yeah.
2: Way. I mean, the only reason anybody wants things to be perfect is because of Fear And the reason they have fear is because they have a lack of understanding of themselves. When you understand yourself, you feel safe wherever you go because you know your operating system, you know how to operate the equipment you were born with. So you know how to get yourself out of tricky situations. So that's why personal growth and self-knowledge it's so important. I just read in the Wall Street Journal that Harvard's hottest class is on happiness at work. So I'm happy to say that in this year, the new abnormal, we are finding even places like universities and corporations valuing um, things like happiness and self-discovery, which is something we've always valued. But like, at least we don't have to feel like we're speaking another language when we say, hey, that matters too. So- So to the signs, um, let's talk about the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, and kind of what to focus on in at least the first half of the year. Um, If you get that one right, you'll handle the rest of it. (laughs) So last year was very social, people-oriented, interactive, and this first part of the year is about really getting into your emotions sensitivity slowing down and connecting to how you feel before you take action or speak which is not natural by the way some years you do things that are more natural for your sign and other years it's more oriented toward things that are out of character and that's okay we learn about ourselves so this is one of those out of character years so fire signs slow down douse the flames a little bit and just connect with your feelings everybody will be happier if you're not burning the house down <laughs> and then earth signs taurus virgo and capricorn um so last year was very work focused very like kind of Regimented, you were very much your, you know, your earthy style, maybe a little too much for some people, very rule focused or black and white or all about your goals. And this year, it's you get to lighten up and be more social and interactive. And, you know, this year, it's more about who you know than what you do. For the uh, air signs like you, uh, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, uh, last year was, was really. Uh, new beginnings, new frontiers, trying a lot of new things, breaking out of your box. I mean, you did that so much, Christina. You did so many new things as an air sign. And, you know, it was really about taking those chances. And it's not that it isn't about that in 2022, but um, but it's really about deepening, like kind of like, all right, you go, you're going to go, you're going a little bit underground um, and just going like, all right, what is how do I sort of monetize that or build that? What do I want that big idea to be? Like I threw the spaghetti on the wall. What sticks, what should I invest in? And so it's a great money year and business and all those things. And then the water signs, cancer, Scorpio and Pisces, uh, Last year, it was super intense. you were kind of like, you know, licensed to be underground, shy, under the radar, all the things that water signs might naturally do, whether it's healthy for them or not. And this year is more about coming out. Um, you're the ones who are taking the chances this year, coming out into the spotlight, um, speaking up, showing parts of yourselves that you don't usually let others see. So that's kind of your new abnormal in 2022.
1: So here's a question. If it's, you kind of described each sign and encouraged them to do what's not necessarily natural for them. Is this going to, is the energy going to like, Make it feel more natural for them. Like, for example, water signs tend to be intuitive, maybe introverted in some ways. But you're kind of saying, go out there, be seen, which is also, by the way, very tiger energy for the 2020 yeah. water tiger. Um, yeah, which Tom, Tom Cruise is a water tiger, and Leonardo oh DiCaprio
2: is, is. turning yeah. steep Wow. Yeah,
1: mm. and I want to say Rosie O'Donnell as well. Probably <clears throat>
2: 1962 people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, are you saying it's going to be easier to do these things or it's just recommended that people try to like kind of go outside of their comfort zone?
2: It's what the planets are aligning for you to do. You may already find yourself doing that naturally, but it's kind of where the energy is flowing for you. But because, you know, water signs are naturally a little more internal, maybe it's shyer or, you know, even if they're loud, they're still like maybe covering up, you know, their vulnerability. And then they're being pushed by the planets to be visible. So it's like, oh, well, that's different. Or fire signs are usually the ones big and out there. And we're like, hey, I think I'm going to go into my little cocoon here. So I'm going to go nest. So you're doing things that aren't like what's normal and instinctive to you, but that's an opportunity for growth.
1: Okay, Ofi. And so you were careful to say that this is kind of what to look out for at the beginning of the year. My last question, as far as astrology goes for you would be, is there something that's major in the middle of the year that we should be watching out for is there like some major shifts in planets or is Jupiter Jupiter
2: yeah Jupiter is going into Aries which is going to be very different and on May 10th so I just feel like you know I mean we have our 2022 horoscope book and we detail it kind of feel like people are going to be listening to this at the beginning of the year well who knows when and so you know it's better just have one thing one main thing to focus on
1: for sure. Um congratulations by the way. So, I'm going to hold it you. up even though I don't know if it's going to actually get on the video, but I'm holding up her 2022 horoscope book because um you you and Tally just published your 10th edition or your 10th anniversary. Yeah. Book. Each year yeah, you publish. So that's that's a milestone. So
0: Yeah, keep-
2: I know. Thank you. We're
1: like, "Oh my god, how did that happen? 10 it's so. so amazing though. And I, I get one every single year and I reference it and Felicia who I obviously I, I just mentioned her earlier that she, her and you I were know. talking and we were just saying how we needed to get like new highlighters because there's just so much good stuff in here. So,
2: oh, cool. <laughs> Including her chapter on numerology that she writes every year.
1: One of my favorite things that Felicia did to sort of support what Ophi and Tally do with I like to call it feng shui astrology, basically. Yeah, that's what I call it too. Yeah, Yeah, like you have found a way to look at feng shui and also astrology and sort of make sense of all of it and, and help people to understand their family dynamics and everything. And what Felicia did was she helped people understand what your house number is. And based on what your house number, what the energy of your home is. And she even tells you how to change the house number if you want to. So Ophie, when you were- saying- I
2: experimented with that a little too. I was like, oh, maybe, uh, well, maybe not. Yeah. So
1: Did you. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you, if you don't want to, but I I I'm, I am in the process of experimenting with it because we were living in a one house which is great mm. for entrepreneurs and getting started and then I switched it to an eight house because I'm like Exactly what you were saying about air science. Like it's time, like I'm ready not only to monetize, but I'm ready to like, okay, like I worked really hard to set the foundation during 2020 and 2021, the metal element years to build to build everything, right? Build the infrastructure, which is what 2020 and 2021 is all about. And Mm -hmm. now I'm ready, as you say, Opie, not to take the words out of your mouth, but now that we're in two years of water element, it's time for the water to start flowing through the pipes, right? Like it's exactly crazy. and water represents money, right? So this is the year and next year is a great year for water and money to just start flowing. And this is really That's for anybody. On. Listening. So yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, 2020 marks the beginning of a brand new feng shui zodiac. And it was a very hard-working year, and we're, we started a brand-new 12-year cycle in 2020. And now we're kind of in the third year of that cycle, so I'm just hoping that we start to feel a little bit of ease. And essentially, what you basically said to us, Ofi, is, yeah, you're going to start to feel more ease, and yet things are never going to go back to, quote-unquote, normal, right? right? This is the new abnormal. And now that we're kind of in the swing... <laughs> We need to embrace it and just kind of keep, keep going along here.
2: Absolutely. You know, instead of trying to go back to what it was, let's, let's create something new. We're in the Aquarian age. There, there's so much freedom, even though it feels like there's none with the pandemic, but you know, there's, there's freedom to be creative. It's always weird when things are unscripted, although you can look back in history and astrology and see that they're really not, but Um, you know there's a lot of room for us to leave our mark on everything so
0: I was just listening
2: to a presentation about NFTs for example and I was like you know this is like such a such a why we followed that for a while because we've been charting it through astrology and crypto and it's totally in line with stuff but it's like it's a whole new like Mind blower for so many people, you know. They're just like they can't even take it in because it's too new. So, we gotta be be patient with ourselves this year too.
1: Yeah, I hear that. So, before we go, be- I want to share that Ophi and I were chatting before we started recording this interview, and you just shared with me that you have a community of over a hundred people in your are you calling it astro in an astropreneur community or in your
2: yeah astropreneurs yeah yeah so you know you've done some of our business programs christina but they've always been you know for six weeks or a couple of months but we have this growing we've always had them but you know with with the pandemic and the great resignation and people leaving their jobs like It's, you know, astrology is always useful in times of transition and uncertainty. This is a time when people, either by choice or force, are having to rethink their entire careers. And it's a time when astrology, at least the way I think that we do it, which is as a tool for understanding yourself better and validating who you are so you can make choices aligned with it, it's a time when astrology comes in very handy. And we've been using it that way to build our business up and so and been teaching people. So we decided to do a mastermind for the year. We wanted to do a membership program, but rather than just sit around and navel gaze while stargazing and look at the chart, like let's make it for people who want to maybe create, either want to create a soul-centered business or Meaning, you know, that that could be anything. It doesn't have to be a spirit, a healing business. It can be, you know, but they want to uh, create a career that that they get to bring themselves or full selves to, or maybe they already have one, but they want to scale or pivot, and they don't want to waste time and money and resources. So they need a little. Insurance from the universe to make sure they're making the right choices and that they're really feeling guided. And so we created this mastermind, this monthly mastermind. We're, we'll open up periodically. We have a wait list right now for the next time, but it's been so fun because we're teaching people how to use their charts, and we have a, a system, kind of like a Myers Briggs of astrology, that we call I Am and. We'll bring in some feng shui and astrology and all the tools just to help people really find the courage to take those chances and do the thing that's going to be meaningful on the planet.
1: So I know this sounds minor, but it's so not in my opinion. One of the things that really stood out to me that you helped me understand about myself by using the I am method essentially, is I learned that I tend to be like more traditional. And when I was looking at rebranding, which I'm in the process of doing right now, it literally helps me to determine which fonts I should be using for my brand. It helps you me use our determine- guidebook for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so you have this amazing guidebook because I do believe that branding—it's it, so much more than just the visual. But I think that the visual branding is a, a major part of how we show up in the world, how people perceive us, how people perceive our business, and yeah. essentially, I've been thinking about this and I've been wanting to say it this whole time. You have given me. Cosmic confidence. And I didn't really? realize oh. that. Yeah. So I think I took your program. It's like, it's been over a year. It was in 2020 when I took it. And I, as you were talking about how you get to know yourself through your chart and you understand some of your strengths, you understand what you're here to learn when you look at your North node and what you're moving towards and different things like that. And you look at certain planets that you can understand where some of your challenges are. The point is, it doesn't mean that all these problems are going to necessarily go away, but they become so much less Uncomfortable when you understand that first of all they're there and you acknowledge it, and then you learn how to. It's just it's a whole new new way of being. It's a new way of seeing things. And I'm not gonna lie, everything that you taught me really, really resonated. It resonated. It was like, yes, this explains how I am, who I am. It. I didn't realize how much (laughs) Capricorns in my chart. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) me too. Here's what I think is the biggest benefit that you're giving in this program that I think is next level. Because I think when I worked with you, it was about a six-week program. You're talking about doing something for a whole year. And I think you mentioned twice a month, you're connecting with the community over Zoom, which, I mean, your time, your energy to actually be able to work with you live like that, I think is just an incredible gift that you're giving people in this group. And that's like, you know, not always the case when you are doing a membership, you know, you're not always able to access people. So I just think that's Mm -hmm. an amazing perk of,
2: of this. So thank you for saying that. I mean, I love talking to the people that are passionate about using astrology in the same way that we have, like, let's do something with this information. You know, let's, let's create stuff. Let's experiment. Let's play. Let's put some new conversations and things into the world. So, you know, like it's, we had our guest expert once a month too. And it was just such a great conversation that we all half of the people, including us stayed on an hour longer just because we couldn't stop like talking and sharing. So it was just like, it just makes, I feel enlivened by it. And I love you know to have a chance to actually interact with people instead of just writing stuff alone all day. So thank you for saying the cosmic confidence. That's the biggest testimonial anyone could ever give for what we're doing because that's really what I want people to have. Cosmic confidence to be, be who you know you are. Who you, that little voice in you it's not to sound like a disney movie but you know like there is that little voice it's like maybe you could and then you know that big mean girl voice is like ah who do you think you are or whatever and it's astrology gives you the cosmic confidence to listen to the little voice and let that become the big voice so, yeah and you're I doing see- so beautifully over these past two years that i've watched you
1: Thank so. you. Well, you've been a great support to me, and um, the listeners. I just I tell you all the time that your dreams were given uniquely to you because you were meant to fulfill them. And if you just take a step in the direction of your dreams, you will be supported by the universe and divinely guided. Because that's why that's why you're here is to step into that purpose. And you know, there's there's a lot of empaths who listen to the show. There's a lot of light workers, and there's a lot of people who are just. They're here on a really big mission, but we can be very, um, uh, what's the word? We need each other essentially like don't dim your light because actually we really need you to step into your light. And what I think mm-hmm. this community is actually going to do is to give you that, not only that confidence of your knowing yourself, but knowing that there's other people that are on this, sharing this journey. So thank you, Ophie, for sharing that. And thank you just for sharing all your great stories. It was amazing to connect with you. I appreciate you being always, here. always. And I will see you again soon. And listeners, I'll see you next week where I will help you design the life you deserve.
0: If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz.